Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The pint is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Happy Holy Thursday, everybody. Uh, it's, it's another episode of the Snowcast. Or Easter Monday, if you're listening to this. So actually, yeah, sorry. By the time this is released, it is um, Easter Monday. Yeah. The, the young lad has risen. He's back. He three days. Lord. He was three days without a pint. He is Lord. <laughs> no wonder he was getting back up. He is drinking heaps of pints and he is Lord. I say he was... I say he was, I say he was absolutely like you'd be gagging for a pint, like. Yeah. I say he moved that old, that old stone in front of the. Train, I mean, race down to the local corner shop. I say he gone like well. I say well, Good Friday now he wouldn't he wouldn't have gotten anything back, you know, because obviously this is the old rules. The old rules, yeah. You yeah, put, yeah. The pubs weren't open, the off places weren't open, sell alcohol. Yeah. But he probably had a few cans stashed away. Ah, yeah, yeah. Crafty that way. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Sure, he was murdered on the Good Friday, so. Should I have He wouldn't need air a can. All he'd need is a glass of water. <laughs> All he'd need is a glass of water. Turn the fucker into wine. <laughs> He's laughing. He was sound. He was sound, man. Jason was never. Jason, <laughs> we have some sessions down, down by the river there. <laughs> It'd be some man to bring to a session, wouldn't he? Like, oh, stop. Do you know when you're struggling at a session? You know, well, like, not, do you know, do you know when, you, when you're running out with a drink at a session, like, you know, and it's like way past, way past offy time, like, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, like, you'd be have sweating, the sweating. Like, the gallon drum of Valley Gown. But, yeah, or, like, you have, uh, you know, you'd be, like, getting onto the, like, white wine vinegar, like. <laughs> Or like if you have any bit, Fucking hell. any bit of white spirit out in the shed, <laughs> you'd be mixing that in with a bit of with a bit of Sprite or Fanta or something. Jesus, yeah. So like, <laughs> I, basically, like I can I can be blasphemous all I want because I'm a pagan, but like, oh, it's good. I, I want to give a shout out. We'll tag him in the social media. I have to give a shout out to uh, Dermot Whelan from Today FM. I had Today FM on today in work, and he told the story of Easter. 
true. Well, he, no, he, he didn't tell it, sorry. No, sorry I apologise. No, he, he got Noni in. No, sorry, he, yeah. he invited Noni in and then I think he had to take a piss break or something oh, in the yeah, middle yeah, of the yeah. show. So they couldn't. Noni, Noni came in and filled in for him for a couple of minutes and she told the story of Easter there. Uh, Jay's only for Keith Earls. Baby Earls. Baby Earls, yeah. He's the saviour of Easter. Like. That, was, oh, that was brilliant. That, that uh, might be Jesus, but on here he's not. Keith Earls is God. <laughs> Oh, very, very uh, brilliant, good. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so, again, we're in a, a bubbling Holy Thursday pub tonight. We're in, a, we're in Phil Grimes there on John Street, and it is absolutely hopping. hopping. It is like, you know, I love this pub, you love this pub, we, as the Snowcast, love this pub. This is like the birthplace of the snow. Yeah. And, like, it is, this is like the quintessential night of it now. I'm like, absolutely loving it. Do you know what I love about tonight is now, like, we, I, we, we came in early enough, like, we were, like, out early, home early. As a pagan, I keep forgetting it's Easter. So, like, I came in and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, Thursday is full. Forgot, like, imagine back in the day before the, when I say back in the day, like, two years ago. Before the good, when when the Good Friday drink ban was in order, like, yeah, lads on Holy Thursday would be on this session like mad because it wouldn't be airdropped to get on Friday, do you know? Yeah, so it's obviously just a and obviously because um, Ireland's a Catholic country now, now <laughs> listen <laughs> to much, too much, much Irish history podcast, like, yeah. I haven't even got to that stage yet. Yeah, you're I, still back in Vikings, <laughs> Brian Baru was still around there because Ireland is a. a Predominantly Catholic country. Um, basically, Good Friday and Easter Monday are bank holidays, so like the majority of people working in the private sector have tomorrow off. So like, this Holy Thursday is a great night out. Like, oh no, yeah, full of people in the town. Although I was talking to, I was, I was talking to Tom earlier on, and I was up the bar kind of. Tom, I there. And uh, I was, you know, talking the usual shite that you do to a barman up, up the bar, um, ordering the pint. I was like, geez, busy in here now. And he said, it's not like Holy Thursdays of old. You wouldn't get it, you wouldn't get in the door. Do you know? Well, well that's true as well. Sure, lads can go, lads can tomorrow, like. Well, that's that's it, like, sure. Just, yeah. He just has the he just has the crowd split over two days now, like, you know. Sure, that's it, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. But um, it's, it's it's great to see though. It's great to see people out and about. It's great to see people here in Phil Williams because it's a superb bar, like. We usually come down the far and we're actually we've moved down to now for acoustic reasons. But uh, I love sitting up at the bar at the at the the top end of the bar as well. Like when you're, that's what it is. I, know, I love it. I love it. That's, down at the confessional there, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the regulars to be and, and having a chat and uh, actually the, the table there by the the board games and stuff. That's where you're sitting before this, having a pint and a chat and basically building up to this. And uh, it's just it's it's just a great pub. It's a great atmosphere. You could sit like you could sit there for the day. Like I'd love to win the other millions and just spend a week in here. Actually, I was. I think I might have told this story before on um, on the Stogcast, uh, but I remember over uh, Christmas. Was it, I can't remember. Was this year or the year before? But um, so basically, myself and all the boys from home, we always, you know, same as everywhere. Everyone kind of meets up over Christmas or whatever. So uh, you know, we had all said that we were going to meet in Jeff's, I think maybe or the monster or somewhere like that but anyway we're going to meet in the bar in town and uh should i said look i'm gonna have like a few of the boys said oh we're going to be in earlier and if you want to come in and i said yeah sure i might i might be in i might be in so i said 
on, on the way in now, I'll drop into Philly. Sure, you couldn't pass a boy, like? Can't, couldn't pass a boy, so I said, I'll have a point here now. So walked up to the up to the top end of the pub, yeah. and uh, and uh, sure, lo and behold, one of the boys was sitting down reading a book, having a pint up the top end by the bookshelf. Like yeah. absolutely, like no, like and this is this is the thing, right? So what this fellow was saying to me it was like afterwards, after he had a few kind of points into him, he was kind of liquored up a bit. Was that he hates the kind of um, like the whole WhatsApp culture and stuff like yeah. it was in like. Joe, he, he actually he's quite traditional and he, he likes that kind of like I'll meet you under the clock kind of shite like you know yeah yeah right, like whatever that. time like you know but uh, again he said like that was one of those it was it, nearly like that night it was nearly one of those kind of unwritten rules that like like he almost knew that he'd meet me in there before I, before we were meeting up so like, it, was like, so it was like that work night out a couple of years ago when two of the girls from work just were like on the way into town we're like should we go into Phillies the lads are surely in there for one or two beforehand and, and we, we were we're <laughs> sat off the bar there and no and I think I, I'm actually going to rename this now we have the top end up the top of the pub and down here is the studio where we record oh yeah 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 uh, yeah no brilliant I love that actually there's a couple of things on before you move on I know you're hosting tonight and actually it's just the two of us for anyone that's uh, tuned in uh, there's a couple of people who want to give a shout out to who've been really engaging with us on Twitter and have only picked up on the podcast now and will actually have listened to a good few by the time they get to this because a couple of them have said they've only started so there's a, a guy on Twitter Edge of West from West Galway really good Twitter account loves his beer and actually has uh, started listening to Snowcast so if you stick with us to this point Edge of West shout out to you <laughs> and also the Port Leash Pub Club have been really engaging with us in, uh, on Twitter and Facebook as well shout out to Port Leash Pub club and actually because Neil's from Leash and near enough to Port Leash uh, hopefully one of the weekends it suits me and I'll be up there to join you for a few pints looking forward to it so I just wanted to give a few few new listeners to Snowcast actually, to show funny enough, we appreciate a new, them a new follower of ours Oprah Winfrey she's mad on the cider <laughs> hey listen <laughs> speaking of cider oh a little shout out there to uh, Legacy Cider who are in uh, Arkeen stores today so we, we put a bit up on social here Thursday uh, this the episode will be coming out the following Monday. Uh, our legacy cider in our team today, and their dry cider. Like it's 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 sunny now. It's supposed to be a hot weekend. We both got a few bottles of legacy dry cider each. Fuck it, it's lovely, isn't it? Punch it first. It, yeah, no, it was like we literally had. I say about twenty mil of it there today, but it was delicious. Yeah, and they had the new medium T- cider. Some taste more off it. Yeah. Like. That the new medium cider as well, which I'd prefer the dry one. It'd be more my style of a cider. But the new medium one, like for people who like a sweet cider but think Thieves is just a bowl of diabetes like I do, mm. that medium cider legacy would be right up your street because it's sweet but it's not overpoweringly sweet. Yeah, I didn't think it was like sickeningly sweet yeah. at all. Like, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I, again, I, I preferred um, the dry cider, but yeah, no. Yeah. I had a bottle of dry there before we came out. Sitting at home watching telly with Neve. Dry shite. No, she's not. She's <laughs> <laughs> Just in case she listens. Right. Anyway, here, look. So you spoke about what you had earlier on. What do you have now? So we're actually both on the same drink. Yeah. So I I'll speak for both of us here. And uh, tonight came in for grinds and I spotted something on tap that I hadn't spotted before. And actually, Tom, the barman, said he, he has it on tap here for five years or so. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about Tom's insight into it because I love chatting to him with the points that we drink in here. So I'm on the 8 Degrees Single Hop Citra Pale Ale, which is a delicious pale ale. Uh, it's really juicy. Uh, see, what I love about the Citra Hop is it's, it's, it's citrus and flavour, aroma, 
there's just that full body flavour off it and then there's that little bitterness like in this uh, 8 degrees citric single hot pale ale there is a lovely tartness to it yeah, so you get the, you get that citrus fruity bang the juicy bang and yeah. there's this tart bitterness to it just it's pure, it's pure juice when you like it's like biting yeah. into an orange skin and all in Sevilla in Sevilla yeah of a July morning it's like biting into like a, a real juicy kind of fruit like any yeah. like not not the actual kind of it's not it's not a fruity flavor like you know yeah but it's um it is that um juicy that, ju- that like yeah first quench yeah initially yeah. but then followed by a, a, a sharpness pure bitterness yeah. afterwards which is lovely yeah like it's not overly powerly bitter like it's just a lovely little tart bitterness and that what just, is, like what, what, what's the percentage wise it's 5.7 5.8 and actually it drinks i think it drinks a bit heavier than 5.7 percent. like I'm not going to, like, we're just about to finish the second, have a third, and finish the podcast. Don't think you'd be going beyond three or four if you're coming to the pub on a, like, like, on a Thursday, you know, but it's a lovely, it's a lovely pint to drink. Um, you could sit. pint to drink. They're all lovely. So they're all lovely pints to drink. But it's it's particularly nice, like, um, I really, really enjoy And what about Tom? What does Tom say about it? So I said, I come up and I, had a now look around when I came in first because, like we said, it's hopping. So Tom's on his own there, like, and like a quality barman. He's looking after everyone in order. No favoritism. This point is hopping as no well. No favoritism. And, oh, uh, oh so there's only single hop though. I know, but a single hop off it. <laughs> um, so I, I was wait. So I'd look around and I had my mind up. I'd go for an eight degrees citra. And, uh, next thing, Tom came up while you have had a little chat with him, the usual. So I said, I'll have an eight degrees citra there. So. Even when he was handing me, he said, oh, I love that smell. Like, it was grand. I had the first one. I was waiting for you. We had the chat when we came in. I went up to order more, and he said to me, he said, uh, Well, actually, to interject, I came in, had a little chat, not a word said between us. No. Another, citra, another citra ordered. I think, I think the citra, the citrus hops, like that, that um, mandarin hop that was in that um, Dream Maker, the old brother one that I had last week as well. Like, yeah. Just a, any of those citrus um, notes in, in, in a, a IPA is just delicious. Actually, do you know what, for me at the moment, right, as well, is that, right, so I'm ruling out stouts in the moment because stout season is yeah, over. Stout right? season is finished, yes. Like, very. Uh, there's no kind of there's no real ciders on top there up there really yeah uh, but see I don't think it's, this is a cider tap up bar either though like yeah. they have bottle cider you know and, and it's bottle cider maybe nicer as well like. but this see oh I, I would think so yeah. yeah but this seasonal chat brings me on to like the, the last point that Tommy had to me when I, when I was ordering the pint off him, uh, when I was chatting to him about the pint above at the bar there was he said like he, he was like, I'm surprised this, he asked me if it was my first time having it, and I said it was, and he said, I'm surprised that you haven't had it before, because he said, I've had it here for four or five years on and off. So the reason it's on and off is because they only release it seasonally, which is actually brilliant, like, you know, to, to, to think that they, you know, they're, they're keeping a high standard there by maintaining a seasonal release of a drink due to the, the selection that they're brewing with. And is that, would you say that's like, um, like I have a notion, and you probably don't have a notion either, but would what? you say it's like, you know, ingredient based, as in, oh, yeah, 100% like, ingredient season, based, like seasonally yeah. Yeah. ingredient based. As opposed yeah. to like, but even, even cider be, being a summer drink is probably seasonally based, because I noticed some of the grandparents have an apple trees that like, it's, it, it's when apple falls and the time it takes then for apples to ripen properly without, if, so if you take a, an apple that hasn't been chemically manipulated, and but give it fall in time, 
um, and actually properly brew cider, it'll be ready for April, May time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's where the seasonality comes in cider. And I, I, I imagine that's where it's come from traditionally, do you know what I mean? And then it just happens that like we're, we're used to a lovely crisp cider on a summer's day, which it, it do, they do go well, match well together. That's cool. Um, sure, look here. Um, oh, that was nice. Nice little, yeah. nice, little, nice little talk about beer to kick us off there. Absolutely. I, I, want, I have one last little point to make on it because I think um, we, spoke la- we spoke last year, last week, last year, Jesus. We spoke last week a bit about um, Diageo, a bit about, uh, I suppose, no, but we spoke about the, the art of, of craft and paying that extra euro or two for um, quality products. I just want to make the point that Right. This is the 8 degree Citra and it's a delicious drink. And then you mentioned Yellow Belly Citra, which obviously, you know, Yellow Belly have made with Declan and stuff like that. Um, so I just think they're both made from similar hops and similar backgrounds. Um, different processes and techniques. So different crafting. These are two very different drinks, both seriously enjoyable. And I just think that's like, that's the art of brewing. That's the art of craft brewing. So I just want to give a shout out to the fucking brewers out there because they're like, Jesus Christ, we love them, like. Yeah, um, it's amazing what it, like, a, a little change of temperature, a little change in, like, their brewing environment or whatever. Like, little has, bit this, little bit that. But, like, yeah, it's pure experimentation and, like, what, like, people have brought out, like, even like that. Felt like, even we were chatting to, um, uh, oh, Gemma, was that from Legacy? Yeah, Gemma today, yeah, shout out to her, Sunbird. And, uh, yeah, so we are chatting to her and, like, I was like, how many people are working in there? And it's just... Himself and your man. Just himself and, 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 and a young man. fella working with him. Well, like. see what I love is uh, on that point. I love that uh, talking talking to Declan from Yellow Valley the odd time, and like I said to him once, like, how do you know that what's going to make a good beer? And he's just like, you don't like. Yeah. You don't know until it comes out. Well, like I, I think as well, like you know, with, with, like for for me, I suppose initially when like drinking beer or whatever, you're kind of like, uh, like that's an all an automated process or whatever. Whereas like this, like these are actually like hand, like yeah. hand, like fairly you, hand brewed like you, things, you know. You go to the Carlsberg Brewery and they're packaging all. Like I mentioned the Jacobson Pale Ale on on a previous podcast that I had over there that I've never seen in Ireland. But even that, like all, the whole the whole factory is minimal human input like you know the bot like the whole lot is just like absolutely automated whereas like you, you can feel the craft you can feel the I suppose you, you can feel, feel the love yeah exactly <laughs> feel, the, feel the molding of a beer it's almost like some sort of lord or saviour has has risen delivered it Deliver- ris- ris- this beer has risen from the cake <laughs> lovely here that's enough uh, that's oh, yeah. enough talk now about serious Let's get on to absolute nonsense now. So anyway, our first topic of the night um, is going to be... Hold on a minute, you know like big, massive, stupid, we're back in the room, slander someone phrase, no? No, no. Okay. Because we're not back in the room. Okay, we went for another, we went for two more points. I was actually trying to, I was actually trying to be in, trying to try and like put this in all in a the one. A smooth segue, like a smooth oh, yeah. segue, like, you know, as if we hadn't paused. That's alright. I I'm just saying, like, uh, give the fucking listeners what they want, then. I'll give it to them in the next ad break. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so our first topic of El Noche is. Um, right, so it's uh, Holy Thursday now. Yeah. It'll be Eastern 
Easter. Good Friday. Good Friday. Easter Sunday. Easter Saturday. Easter, Easter Saturday even. <laughs> I don't know. Holy What's Saturday. That? Like Easter Saturday, he was just chilling out. Like St. Yeah. Peter's Saturday. He doesn't get much. Yeah, he doesn't get it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Basically, it's fucking Easter, right? And uh, it kind of got me to thinking, like... There's kind of like a lot of holidays throughout the year, right? Yeah. And like some of them are kind of like, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Like the, the two lads should get now, you know, holiday. Fair, yeah. fair enough. So. The like, hallmark of the household. Yeah. But then I remember, I remember when I was in like uh, primary or secondary school, they were like thinking of bringing out like grandparents' day. That's, you know, sure like they're mothers and fathers anyway. Like so. They get Mother's Day and, and Father's Day. And grandparents' day. Nah. Not having a hockey. Every day is grandparents' day. So anyway, I was like, I was thinking, right, if you could create a day, right, and we're, we'll say it's a bank holiday or like you know a yeah. day off work, right? What would you have it as? What would be your worldwide celebration so everyone around the globe can celebrate this day? So, firstly, I'd have I want two separate little answers. First one is no cash Sunday. Everyone yeah. gets the Monday off work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we slagged off Arthur's Day last week, but like, we kind of the same thing. But like, yeah, Snowcast Sunday. Um, I think, right? I mentioned earlier on, I'm a pagan. So the church took all our holidays, like. So we need to take one back. Well, like you're not really a pagan. You believe in the Norse gods. I only told Eve that. So she has something to say to her mother. Um, I don't believe in the Norse gods, but I think they're cool enough. Like, uh, like it, I, I, I would like thank God in the odd time for something, or yeah. you know, I'd say the, the gods are with us, or you know, yeah. Freya has shown her boobs upon us. Yeah. You're a bit of Loki, are you? No, I wouldn't think so. No, no, no I'm too friendly to be Loki. Yeah, yeah. Loki is a badass mofo. Yeah. Um, Anyway, sorry, go back to back to your holiday, your your worldwide celebration. Yes, so basically my birthday is on one of the most significant pagan days in the pagan calendar. June twenty first, the summer solstice. Mm. So mine'd be like some sort of solstice festival session. And on the summer solstice festival session weed would be legalized for the day. I like it. Yeah. So like, I think I'm... Um, so basically Ireland turned into the dam for the day. So I've gone to like Body and Soul. Yeah. Um, which is actually on that weekend. Yeah. And like, like you're, you're not just talking about a grand stretch in the evening, you're talking about the grandest stretch in the evening. Or like, there ain't no finer stretch like. Yeah. There ain't no finer stretch. So it's a top notch. I th- no, I think I think that's a quality one. Like, um, I yeah, and I, and I think it's the height of summer. Do you know what I mean? It's height just of that, summer. That that, and, and and you know what the thing with that day it is? It's my birthday, so I remember what it's like most years. There's always a fucking wedding on. Yeah. So we need a festival to give the weddings, so I can enjoy it. So I know, like on the show, we like to celebrate the kind of like the smaller cities, smaller towns, yeah. smaller villages in Ireland, right? Yeah. But one thing I am quite envious of Dublin for is drinking by the Grand Canal. 
like on a fine summer's evening. How are you going on? So, are you saying we should have like a seaside session kind of thing in the southeast? I think so, yeah. I, well, I get along with that. I go on board with that. So, you saying like, well, well, there's a bluegrass festival in the Dumber East. Dogs find holiday weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, am I, am I completely shitting on your parade? No. Wait, what, how do you mean? Have we the same thing like? What, as a, a, as a bluegrass? Holiday? Yeah, like, do you know, could we sit by the sea there or be grand? Um, could we sit by the weekend and be grand? Uh, no, no, as in, no, like you can rob the bluegrass, like, you know? Yeah, or you could completely rob the bluegrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, will I, or, or I say my one, will I? Yeah, I say your one, yeah, yeah. Um, so, my one is that it's a duvet day. Um, like, for us, like, you know, kind of like a Netflix. Netflix. Netflix you, you take it in, Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, everyone kind of, like, chill, have a, have a bit of relaxation, you know, the lot. Oh, like, I think that's brilliant, do with it. So, but the only thing is, like, you have to tie it up with, I know the way Good Friday now the pubs are open, so it would actually be an ideal to tie it up with a day where traditionally the pubs were closed, so that you wouldn't be missing out on anything. Like. Um, maybe. Are you are you saying create because they've lost Good Friday now and they might lose Christmas Day? Well, so I suppose right. I'm saying like duvet day, but actually it's probably more so a day of like whatever makes you happiest. Like yeah. you know, and just go out and do it, like you know. And um, so you're saying duvet day for Netflix stuff like that, but anyone can do anything. Any, anyone can do anything. Any like as in like. Snuggling up in the middle of it in a pub, like that could be your that could be your duvet day, like you know. So bringing duvets to the pub. Yeah, exactly. So Just duvet day in the pub. Well, I'm not saying necessarily that because you know people don't drink, not everybody. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying that like and like a pure like worldwide. Like, just because I think, like, in the States and stuff, there's such a culture of fucking, war, you know, rap, it's like an absolute rap race in yeah. a lot of cities. Yeah. Where you're just working hard, playing hard, blah, 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 right? But, like, you know, there's actually not much rest, and, like, you know, you don't get much kind of... We should we should take a leaf out of the Swedes books and implement, like, a four-day walking week or something. Oh. Man, that's... Isn't that, that's two a day once a week. That's been proven, though, hasn't it? Like, it's been proven, more productive, better outcomes. Do you know, though, like, if you... When you take a half day in, in work, like... You ah. get as much work done, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a complete, this, this, like, nine-to-five thing is complete myth-like, isn't it? 100%. It's created by the man to suppress people. No, it is, like, it is. Uh, and, like, no, I actually I fully feel on board sorry, that. I feel sorry for people that work in jobs that are, like, tailored to accommodate people who are finishing work. So, like, yeah. working, like, nine-to-six or nine-to-seven or, you know, half-eight, you know, half-eight to half-seven or, you know, shite like that, like, or... Well, I've said it long, like, for, for our day job, like, I'd love to do a, like, a seven in the morning to eight at night, two, three days a week. Yeah. And just get all the work done in that time, like. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. Be brilliant. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, definitely, I think, I was actually watching a Netflix, or a documentary on Netflix earlier on about, like, say, like, like, prof- like profits and, like, uh, companies kind of during the 80s and they were just, like, driving towards, like, providing huge share prices and dividends for their shareholders and stuff like that. And they just didn't give a shite about, like, the wellness or even, like, maintaining staff or anything like that. That's the impact on it or anything like yeah, that, yeah. But, like, those companies, like, 
yes, made huge short-term profits, but like ended up closing in a few yeah. years. So like, I think, I don't know, I think like workers will like absolutely thrive for your own company if they feel like they're valued by their brand. Oh, 100%, 100%. So yeah, I think we've boxed it off with a Summer Solstice festival session and duvet it. Right, so keeping in the theme of holidays, right? Yeah. What are your favourite ever uh, Easter eggs? Good question. Seasonal, topical, non-religion related. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I think, right, so there's been a big game changer this year in Ireland anyway in terms of Easter eggs, in terms of we now have the Easter eggs with the bits in the middle, right, with the bits in the chocolate. We haven't had those before, I don't think. Oh, James. Have you not seen these? No. There's like a dame Easter egg, there's like a fruit and nut Easter egg. There's different types of Easter eggs where I have like little bits of dame or little bits of fruit and nut. Damn! Damn! <laughs> uh, in, in with the chocolate in the actual egg. Stop the lights. Yeah. Now I, I've long said like they should come out with an Easter egg that has like a filling of some sort. But that's obviously like way too much sugar or something. They probably wouldn't get passed by the FDA. But they have these now so I'm, I'm keen to try these out. But I, I think right, historically, and I'm taking this from the pure basic egg alone, nothing else point of view. Mm. Cadbury's Easter eggs are superior chocolate than Nestle. Agreed. Agreed. Cadbury's like, Easter eggs are far superior chocolate than Nestle Easter eggs. Like when you see that purple box coming out, like you know, when you're, you're or the purple tin file around it. Well, like, do you know, what? as in, and as in, smash it off your brother's head. Do you know, what I mean? like, all, basically, all the Cadbury's Easter eggs just have like the purple box, and then they have like yeah. the yellow for what it, for, for caramel, caramel or whatever. Flake, or flake, or flake and like, they have. They have and then the you bo- flake the Easter egg off your brother's head. <laughs> yeah. And then it's three hours in A and E, and you know, there's tears and after, but you still have your Easter eggs, and you're happy. Yeah, and it's like. How, 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 how many blows to the head has this man taken? Well, we got 15 Easter eggs in the house because of five of us three each, we got 15 blows to the head. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that. I, I, I think they're superior. No, I do think there's a big shout out, right, to the min- smaller eggs that come out. So cream egg is obviously the one that's been heavily marketed. Mm. But I think the caramel egg is far superior to the cream egg. Like caramel? Yeah. Like that bunny, that the, sexy bunny. Like. No, the dairy, no, the dairy milk caramel ones. Do you know the caramel eggs? Is she not the sexy bunny, you know? Remember, was she not like back are in you, the day, you know? Are you, are you, is this some sort of porn conspiracy you've caught on to? No, like she was kind of like, she was kind of like, a, like a Jessica Rabbit kind of style character, I think, yeah. back in the, like back in the kind of like late 90s, early 2000s. Possibly. I think, yeah. Maybe, maybe I've erased that from my memory. Um, she was, actually, do you know who she yeah. reminded me of? She was like, remember um, the film Space Jam? Yeah, uh, Lola. Yeah. Lola Bunny, yeah. Minor, minor no, no, I, it's, it's coming to me now. I, I'm going to say, like, lint chocolate I love. The lint chocolate balls are delicious. Delicious. But I, I think that texture of chocolate is too heavy to have in egg form, and they bring up the eggs at, at Easter as well. Do you think it's too much or what? I think it's too much, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think a Kinder Egg counts as an Easter egg because this Kinder Eggs are out all year. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, is in, yeah, Kinder Eggs. Yeah. So I think, I, I, I think we've absolutely boxed it off and said just like a Cadbury's Easter egg. Yeah. Now, right, if you're, right, so, if you're, like, this is kind of ties over from the conversation we had two weeks ago. Yeah. With, um, with our favourite chocolate. The 90s chocolate, yeah. Yeah. 
four. What is so out of, right? You're saying Cadbury's, right? Yeah. But what is your favourite Cadbury's egg? So obviously that includes accessories. A pack of mini eggs. I'm the same. Well done. That well was done. a high five. Well done. Well done. Clink, well clink of the glasses. Well done. Bring well the mics up close. Well done. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that was the terriblest clink of glasses well ever. Well done. No, I, I'm totally in agreement. And um, do you know what else? Do you know, but do you know what can go fuck itself, right? Yeah. I love them initially, but I can I can definitely go fuck itself now. Is mugs in an Easter egg? Oh, so what's the point? And they're too and they're terrible mugs. Terrible mugs. They're too skinny. And they're too colourful. Big double decker yolk. Yeah. Terrible. I, I have me three or four mugs and I love them. Yeah, but like enough's enough, like. Yeah. If I get another one, then. If a brand when you were a student and you'd near a mug. Yeah, exactly. Or you're smashing mugs off your brother's head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. But that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking all of a sudden mugs came with the Easter eggs and Mark was in any twice instead of once. Good old Mark, eh? Ah, good stuff though. Um, so, I actually might go for a quick slashing there. So, we'll so, take a word from our little sponsors there. Good man. And we're back in the room. We're back in the room. Uh, a lively room as well. Very lively room. Shout, shout out to Tom from the Cove above there causing rackets with the lads. There's a book club going on above. And, uh, it's the most boisterous book club I ever did see. Oh, there, actually, there's absolute roarings going on here. Like, Oh yeah, they're slating each other about the Indian class system or something like that. Sounds phenomenal. I was sitting at the bar there ordering a pint and the chat out of them. They're absolutely fucking raw mation each other. Like, Jeez. Speaking of Gandhi. What's the greatest, what's the greatest comeback you've ever, ah, you've ever witnessed? So like, to, to, to listeners just to know how we come up with topics, like sometimes it'll be uh, relative to something that's happened that week. And in the last week, Tiger Woods has won the Masters. Yeah. Or like, we need to talk, maybe we need to mark this something. But obviously, a lot, of the, a lot of the listeners to the podcast don't follow sports religiously. So we're, we're big sports heads and stuff like that. But like, there's some great sporting comebacks. Liverpool fan, Istanbul, when you're being up and stuff like that. Mm. Tiger Woods, etc. But uh, some of the greatest comebacks of all time. Uh, like, right, let's throw a few mad ones out there. There's loads of cases of actors and actresses and stuff being absolute junkies and deadbeats and then coming back to being like Robert Downey Jr., for example. Yeah. Well documented that he had a drug addiction problem and then he came back to be Iron Man. Yeah. That's a pretty good comeback. Like, like, I don't think like he could come up and run Stark Industries the way he did if he was still hooked on the stuff like yeah, yeah. So, like you need to be a genius you know to yeah. come up with that yeah. suit like you know? no maybe he takes the odd hallucinogenics to open his mind to maybe I know maybe. allegedly allegedly yeah. allegedly I'm not saying he does or doesn't I'm not saying it's Robert Downey Jr. either or Tony Stark whoever he is uh, but there are some fantastic comebacks out there something that um, crossed my mind when we were talking about this and I didn't say a thing Nicky Lauda do you know who Nicky Lauda is? No. No. He's an Austrian Formula 1 driver. And he was racing in Spa one day. Uh, he was like a world champion, racing in Spa one day. And he was involved in an accident in the old Formula 1 cars in the 70s and 80s. Basically, his car exploded while he was in it. 
you inhale loads of noxious fumes. And uh, there was a film made about it a couple of years ago, which starred one of the Hemsworth brothers as James Hunt, and uh, it's called Rush. So basically, Nicky Lowden inhaled all these noxious fumes, suffered serious burns, was dragged out of the car by another Formula One driver while it was on fire after exploding. And uh, not only did he come back to race that, that season, but he went on and won the World Championship a year or two later. The World Championship after being ex like have a, an engine explode out of his legs or at the back of his head or whatever. There's some mad bastards out there, isn't there? Like? But Sir Nigel Mansell broke his neck and back and was racing eight months later. But you're talking about like ACL injuries and that's not able to run for six months. Right, so segue here, right? Yeah. Like this is a, an old curveball of a question. But. Well, not question, but, right? I was watching a documentary on, on Netflix. The second time I've said this sentence on this podcast. Tonight, yeah, right? you're but, fond of them. But I was watching one on eSports, right? eSports, yeah. Right, so electronic sports, so gaming, right? eSports, it's in the game. It's in the game, right? So eSports has become a fucking massive industry in uh, yeah. you know, like just in general right? it's so much so that ESPN has like invested heavily and like created kind of uh, like a channel for them or whatever for like to to host and to put stuff on TV of esports right but right is your greatest comeback Tetris no I'm, it's actually way, this is actually just way from uh, comebacks now at okay. the moment but I'm just saying right what makes a sport a sport, right? Because people, like, there's, there, there was, like, yeah. clips in this documentary where there's guys on talk shows on whatever that were going, oh, like, esports, or no one's playing, like, like playing anything. Like, there's you know, no physical exertion. There's no physical exertion or whatever, right? But then, people are coming back with going, well, is chess then, is chess then not a sport? Is, like, you know... So, I, I, w I would argue that chess isn't a sport. Right. It's more a mental exercise in a sense if you know what I mean yeah darts there's a big debate over exactly is it a yeah. sport no snooker oh yeah but, but what I'd say is do you know I, I think like there's not much yeah. like physical exertion in snooker do you know what I mean yeah but I suppose there's a lot of mental exertion in terms but like there's of mental exertion concentration in so yeah I know I get where you're coming from I get where you're coming from but in snooker you're physically actioning something and impacting on it Whereas in esports you're manipulating a game. When you're pressing a button. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? What's the what? Like, there's not much difference now between pressing several buttons, like in quick succession. Like, like how quick? Like, do you know, as in if you're, you're making an action of a lad fondling his balls. Yeah, I you know I am, but like, <laughs> this isn't great for podcasts, but it was quite entertaining for me here. Uh, no, look, right, I I get it, I get the whole esports thing. So TJ Collin, who friend of the show friend of mine uh, who if any of you are on Twitch or follow gaming is Cephlan on gaming S-E-P-H-L-A-N so he's big into the gaming and streaming and actually he's helped us an awful lot with the video content and, and editing and stuff like that and TJ has this thing like you know his page and stuff but is it a sport I don't think it is right because you're sedentary when you're doing it a darts player isn't sedentary he's throwing something I know you're pressing a button and stuff but you're, you're sedentary like I don't know though if you're looking at those boys also the, the, the state that Darts players get in they're pointing all day and then they're hitting a bullseye like <laughs> yeah 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 like that's a sport yeah yeah that um, is yeah that's that's a fair I, 
like snooker is a lot more than just like lads sitting in a chair and then hitting a the ball like there's a physics there's a concentration there's an understanding there's a calculation in the mind to be done which actually you could say for chess so I'll actually if I'm categorising snooker as a sport chess deserves to be categorised as a sport so yeah. I, I'll actually go back and myself and like, and like so if I'm, if I'm saying esports to you what are you thinking? I think it's uh, entertainment no no, no sorry. I, I think I'm, it's like wrestling no but sorry I'm saying Pick, pick a game. What, what game? If I'm saying, just top it off yourself ahead. What do you think is the most characteristic? For sure, you see it like you've this huge whiz stuff on Twitter that I don't understand. All this like online FIFA and stuff. But I know there's Fortnite. There's Tom Clancy's Division Two is coming out lately that I know TJ is into. Yeah. And there's all these other online games. Call of Duty is like the classic and stuff like that. Um, but is that a sport? Like, I don't, I don't see it as a sport. I see, well, it, as, I, I think I see so, it as a lucrative hobby for some lads. Like oh, that yeah. ninja lad. Exactly. So, Cutie pie. But in, in, that, um, in that documentary I was looking at, they were saying that like one of the, I think, I think the top ever um, prize fund for an esports thing was 25 million. Yeah. So like, like. But that doesn't mean, like, like, that's like saying the top prize fund for the lotto, and then it's the lotto sport. Like, no, but okay. zero millions of sport. Like, well, I'm saying right. If you're classifying chess as a sport, right, then boys who are doing like these massively multiple strategy games, like, like say, I don't know, where you have like a fucking a, a, a tactical base or whatever that you yeah. have to like conquer or whatever. I don't know. I think I, I definitely think there's an argument for it anyway. I don't know. I think I there's an there is definitely an argument for it. I just don't think the argument stands up to scrutiny when it's done on a computer. It's it's artificial gaming, which is exactly what it is. So in order to be a sport, I think it needs to be live action, physical gaming. Whereas like esports is artificial. I don't think artificial is sport. I don't think it can be artificial in sport, if you know what I mean. And I think that artificialness is what... I know what you're saying about someone pressing the buttons and reacting quickly with a button and being mentally tuned in. I get that. But I don't think it classifies as a sport because there's no... The, like, it, it, it's, it's artificial in its nature. That's, that's where I come from. I, brilliant question. How do we get on to this? Like, it's, great, it's totally off topic. Like, oh, no, and, and it's actually a really good topic. And... I know there's that kind of ninja like he makes like a half a million a week or something from streaming or something like that and like the money in it is huge but that doesn't necessarily automatically qualify it as a sport if you get what I mean like Sunday League Football in Waterford is it is is it the same sport as Premier League Football no technically yes but no it's a different game altogether yeah but they're both sports playing FIFA both are the top athletes not athletes but are the top gamers let's say putting in more dedication more hours than a Sunday league footballer the pro- a lot of them are probably the same lads yeah no they probably are yeah. but they're probably putting in more hours on, well no they definitely if they are top yeah. then they definitely are putting more hours into into esports into FIFA I think, I think there's a segregation between a professional gamer and a professional sportsman and I do think it's separate Yeah. but I think that doesn't mean that they need to conflict or they can't coexist or there's not a place for it Like I'm not arguing that at all but I don't think it's a sport in my personal opinion and if you think it is a sport like I'm not saying you're wrong 
No, I, I'm saying that like it's where do you draw the line? Is the line the mental exertion and the reactions on the buttons and stuff, or is the line the physical activity or the artificialness? And that's 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 it. And for me, the line is the artificialness. And I'm guessing from your jib, your line is the physical activity. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I, Your I, line is the, the reactions and stuff. The reactions, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think. I, you too. You too. Um, I think. I think it should be definitely. I think like it should be classified as a sport. Yeah. And I think in years to come it will become like like, I, like the market for it at the moment is absolutely oh, huge in the states, and like I think it will become bigger. Anyway. Good topic. Could we turn pointing into a sport and get 25 million for Pointing? Yeah. Yeah, we could, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, back to... Oh, we're, we're getting there, Tom. It's warming it up, yeah. It's warming it up. Uh, <laughs> that was Tom the Barman then, just checking out. Top man. He's always uh, welcome on. So anyway, we were on about creative sporting comebacks and we segue completely, completely off topic. Um, so I think we covered it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I suppose, like, for me, um, my creative, you, you mentioned um, Liverpool and Istanbul and uh, my one is uh, United 99, the treble. Uh, and Barcelona against Bar Munich. Uh, Munich, um, those two corners. Matthias Sammer scored a free kick, wasn't it? Yep, uh, yep. And then it was um, Sheringham and Solskjaer then in, in the last few minutes. So um, it was a good story of my dad. So uh, I was only obviously a young fella, nine years of age at the time. And, and uh, I, uh, so I think I kind of like uh, because I was nine, I kind of bricked the final, and I went out on the road myself, and I was playing football um, with a few of the lads on the road um, at the time of the final, and I came in at about the 88, 89th minute, and Dad kind of giving up hope. He been watching the match the whole time. He went out to boil the kettles. So I came in and started to watch the match. And uh, Sheringham's goal came in. And I fucking started roaring. And Dad, Dad came in then. Like, you bollocks, you fucking <laughs> missed the whole fucking match and you're coming in for watch, to watch this. Like. So, he should have been holding up as a fucking lucky charm. Like. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was jealous. And uh, so then one all, and then next corner, then like fucking soldier, then fucking slots at home and seals the treble, like absolutely bedlam, bedlam, like great, 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 great moment. Um, so for me, I, that that's my greatest comeback of all time, just because of the moment. Um, like me and my dad, great moment. Personal moments, memory, like, yeah. Um, I get that, yeah. But uh, like on a whole, yeah, there has been some absolutely fantastic, great moments all, all together. Like, um, yeah, I listen. Like, there, there's loads, there's loads of sport ones you can think of and stuff like that. But um, I think. Like Rafa Nadal coming back when a major after all the injuries he had, even though there are alleged 
juicing allegations against him and stuff like that. Uh, but Rafa Nadal, the injuries he had to come back and win, and France, uh, 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 one of the majors in tennis, is fantastic. Um, like just every sport you think of, there's 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 one. Yeah, there's one. one. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of sport. Um, but yeah, like as a Liverpool fan, Istanbul stands out to be obviously Barcelona for you as yeah. a United fan. Gonna um, feel bad at them comebacks as well. Look, comebacks are funny. Like uh, one of the greatest comebacks ever, possibly me. Like you know, come back from injury to actually be able to walk and run. My injury wasn't that bad. Like. So, oh God. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so this week, um, Game of Thrones is back on the scene. Yeah, we won't give any spoilers away, just in case anyone's catching up. Well, but it's back. We're not going to talk about the show, are we? Uh, no, we're not. We're not. Uh, what got what, um, that got me thinking of was what are your favourite theme tunes for TV shows? <laughs> Uh, to be fair, the Game of Thrones theme tune is up there among the best I've ever... As if and me have had this conversation when we watch it. She said, like, once you get that fucking theme tune in your head, you're just game for yeah. Thrones. That is true. Uh, like, so, when... Are we, are we keeping it exclusive to TV? No, no, you can't. This, 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 uh, so, this podcast has no rules. Absolutely not, no. Uh, so, similar with the sci-fi and stuff like that, like, I think Game of Thrones is epic. It, it probably is the best team tune of all time. May well look. May well be. I am not disputing that. What are you... Wait, hold on. What are you going to say? Are you going to say... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. okay, okay. So I was going to say... Because I do just say that. Boom. Boom, boom. It's so, like, demonish and, I suppose, full of despair. And then, like, you get that, like... Which, which is the theme of the thing. It starts off with, like, a desperate we need to do this and it gets more desperate more desperate as it goes on and then eventually they against all odds succeed so it's like it's all like fucking doom and gloom and then it's like all of a sudden they look up and at the dawn on the fifth day Gandalf is up there with a half of lads Virgil Ray didn't kill all them boys so like it really matches the team and the whole York. Like it's a great tune. It's a great team. It tune. is. It is. In fairness, like um, <laughs> it's a multitude of levels. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's the best. Um, it's definitely the best back in music to a series of films by my like. I don't think there's anything comes close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're probably. Uh, um, is there a good yeah I suppose there's a good kind of continuity with it like you know yeah. so I went to see as I said before on the snowcast to Jurassic Park yeah um, I'm, I'm I know like that that <laughs> 
Dinosaurs are here, they should not be here. It is 1992. This is actually, we actually did this on a podcast in this very hall months ago. Yeah. Trash Park Square Show. I want to I wanna come at you with something that I think is uh, is very different to anything we've discussed at the moment. But can I just say, right, uh, laid by James as a tune in American Pie series is brilliant. Like. It's the perfect song for the American Pie series. Right. This bed is on fire with passionate love. The neighbors complain about the noises above. But she only comes I think, when she's I think, on top. I think that, that could be another snowcast topic for another day, as in best soundtrack. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, I, get, I get it's not, it probably doesn't classify as a team tune, but yeah. in my head, like, and I, a couple of points in, I just said. Yeah, well, look. That's the choice of it. No, no, no rules. No rules. Um, so anyway, sorry. Go. Match of the day. <laughs> and the Sunday game, like, but you know what, they're classics, obviously. Actually, there was a, a classic joke back in the day in primary or secondary school, I can't remember, but it was like, how many D's are in match of the day? Match of the day, Sunday game. There's those ones that like, uh, winning streak, all the old ones, you know, that you know from your childhood, that the foreign listeners having a clue what we're on about now. Yeah. Um, the Late Show, Late Show. Yeah. Do, do, like, do you remember they got rid of the Late Show team tune and they got so many complaints? Yeah. Same with the Sunday game. So many complaints. Like, Ireland is such a stickler for tradition. Like, like it's just a symbol of Fridays on earlier so for me right just to bring back to TV TV theme tunes which was the original question right yes and, and look look the, look the a show is a TV right and it does have team team tunes so we're not like we're not knocking it we're not skewing that way but I think for me right what kind of really hints like for me what is a good one or a bad one is what, what else skip like uh, episode on Netflix. on Netflix or whatever right what intro will I skip right so no matter what episode it is of uh, Game of Thrones I will never yeah. ever ever skip the Game of Thrones intro and so yeah Simpsons you're never skipping that Family Guy not skipping that boy, yeah. bad boy Father's Head Oh. Not skipping that. Like, but, it, but the thing is, like, the only reason it's quality is because it perfectly matches the show that follows. Yeah, exactly. Like, just like that. Put that piece of music before. The Sopranos. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I've watched um, uh, Sunderland Till I Die. Did you watch that? Yes! I was actually, while we were talking about this, I'm trying to think, what's that thing that me and Eve said? 
this is the worst team tune that doesn't match anything and it was Sunderland until I tell you yeah. we were like what's that piece of music that shot like, I remember the first one we watched and straight away we both looked at each other afterwards and we're like what the fuck is this it's almost like it makes it out to be some sort of rom-com where like fucking Jude Law is going to come in dressed as a fucking Henry VIII's like concierge and he's going to finger Anne Boleyn under the table at court well like you'd be better off with like because like throughout the series they have like you know we oh so we like like just even like even just generic fan chants, right? And they would be one million times better than the shite that they produce for this song. Like, it matches them going down. That's how bad it is. Like. It's probably the worst theme tune ever. And that includes... Actually, no, I, I was going to say includes, like, soap. But actually, EastEnders and Carnestry are iconic. <laughs> Like, okay, whatever about, like, a start of the soap, but that is a way to end the soap. Like, have, like, a cliffhanger, or, yeah. or someone, like, dying, like, someone being like, plowed by a truck, Peggy or an Mitch- airplane being crashed into the Queen Vic or something. Peggy Mit- Mitchell about to jib Prince Charles in the balls when he tries to fucking ride her. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, great, great team music. Even better, Thomas the Tank Engine mixed with fucking Biggie Smalls. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> That is brilliant. If you haven't seen that on YouTube, came out when we were in college. Biggie Smalls mixed with Tom's Tank Engine. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. There's a Snoop Dogg dropping like it's hot as well. That's actually very, very good. Who's that mixed with? Tom's Tank Engine as well. Like Tom's Tank Engine just goes to any gangster rap. Like you could probably put it with Tupac until the end of time and it'll go well. Like yeah, or fuck the police by N.W.A. Ah, oh, I love it. And yes. um, so, yeah, actually, that was a good, good old chat. Yeah, I think we've talked enough shit for one night. Yeah, I think so. Actually, we haven't, but we've talked enough shit on microphone for one night. I know. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just unclip here now. We'll yeah, we'll unclip here now. We'll hit stop and we'll go and chat to the boys next to us there that have been very good with us. Thanks a million, ads. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll drive on. Yeah, and just happy yeah. Easter to everyone. From from one pagan to a bunch of Catholics and other religions. Happy Easter, happy every other religion holiday. We love you all. Speaking of pagans, why don't you be a Patreon? And uh, oh, I like that segue. Uh, yeah, so we've a Patreon account, www.patreon.com forward slash Snowcast if you want to contribute to Snowcast. Uh, yeah, can do a Patreon. Sign up to our Patreon, donate, give us a couple of pounds a month. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. We're not going to judge either way. That's Thanks our a model. That's our model. Uh, we're basically relying on the goodness of your hearts to pay for us to produce content. Pints, podcasts. Mainly pints, yeah. And videos. No, look, we promise we won't buy pints with your money. 
<laughs> sure. Hopefully, yeah, I'm not promising day. anything like that. Hopefully, we promise we won't buy pints for money. We look, we'll go and have pints, and with your money, then we'll produce the content in other ways, we like promotions and stuff, like pints and stuff. But yeah, patreon.com forward slash snowcast for the Patreon account. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to rate us on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes. Follow us on all other podcast apps and stuff like that, please. And uh, thanks a million for listening. Listen, we've been here, the Snowcast, Phil Grimes, great setting, Tom Ryan, fantastic barman, eight degrees, Citra, brilliant beer to get us through this podcast. Uh, 5.8% drinks, more like f- more than 5.8%. Feel it now. No, yeah. I well no, yeah. Yeah, feel it now. It's a great beer. It'll get you on your way. It'll get you where you want to go. Uh, listen, lads. Shin and Snowcast. Oh, and thanks for hosting tonight. Hey, thanks a million. Um, hey, look, lads. Thanks for listening. We oh, fucking love doing this, don't we? Yeah, no. As in, without you guys, uh, yeah, we, would, we wouldn't be us. And to the newbies that have come aboard, thanks a million for that. Uh, we're fu- it's funny. We thought we'd grow and then sustain a thing, and then. It- but what's actually happened with us is we've got a new uh, slurry of listeners in the last couple of weeks. Thanks a million for that. You're a great bunch. We fucking love you all. And listen, everyone that's listening to this podcast, hopefully we'll have a point with you sometime. Yep. Slanga Joe. This evening, Shiv Galeo. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.